Welcome back to North Star Big Book. This is Carly, a recovered alcoholic. I am doing a little special episode on how to do a 10-step or step 10. A few things before I start, um, even though I go into this in greater detail during my big book study, this is kind of like a quick one to pass on to people you're working with or to listen if you don't know how to do one yet and to get more comfortable walking through it. Um, I did not know how to do a 10-step until I was 13 years sober. I knew that there was a 10-step because I saw them on the wall at meetings. I remember um, reading briefly about it in the book. There was no sponsor that I spoke with or worked with that talked to me about doing step 10. What I thought was step 10 was if I messed up really bad, I would reach out to my sponsor, tell her what I did. We decided that I owed someone an apology and I'd like call or text them an apology. None of that is step 10 at all. So I'm going to share with you what step 10 is. But before I get there, I want to say that this is the one step that completely altered my sobriety in my life. I cannot imagine life today without doing inventories throughout the day. Step 10 is really the replacement for me for drinking. Because when I didn't know what to do, or I was upset or afraid or anxious or totally out of control, all I did was drink or put something else in my body. And now when I feel any of those things, because that doesn't go away just because I'm sober, I do a step 10 or a 10 step inventory so I can figure out what I'm feeling, get to the truth of it, find out what I can change about it, what my part is in it, and then move forward. Before I would drink at the feelings or to cover them up. And now I do an inventory. So basically step 10 has replaced that desire I had when I didn't like how I was feeling and I was uncomfortable in the moment to make it go away. Step 10 is what I use as a sober recovered alcoholic to make it go away. So here we are on page 84. It's immediately after the promises that are read at many meetings, right before they start talking about step 10, they finish the promises. And then there's that little paragraph that they don't even read at all the meetings when they do the promises. But when I got sober in Athens, Ohio, they always read these and I loved it. And it says, are these extravagant promises? They're referring to the nine step promises. It's the first 100 men and women reading them to each other and saying, do you guys think this is too much? And the first 100 men and women responded, we think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize. And here's the big if, if we work for them. And then it says this thought, the thought that they're always going to materialize if we work for them, brings us to step 10. And step 10 suggests we continue to take personal inventory. What are they talking about? They're talking about that we just learned how to take personal inventory in four through nine how to identify in four, what we're resentful, selfish, dishonest, and afraid of, how to share it with another person in five, how to go to our higher power and say, I don't want to live like this anymore in six and seven, how to figure out what I can change and what repair I need to do in eight and nine. I'm going to take those new tools I just learned and I'm going to apply them for the rest of my life. I say that step 10 is like the pocket knife step that you can take around with you everywhere you go, no matter what the situation is, when you're feeling any one of those things, the two things I normally feel the most are angry and afraid or anxious and I can't stop thinking about something. So that's resentful and afraid. I start with those two feelings and I get to the facts. So it says, and continue to set right any new mistakes. So I'm while I'm doing life, And working on step nine, which they're going to say in in the next sentence, I'm going to clear up my new mistakes with step 10. It says, as we go along, we vigorously, which is an action word, commence, which is a begin, this way of living. So step 10 is now how I'm going to live my life. So I'm going to live my life 
by using this tool for the rest of my life as we clean up the past. So the book says right here, while I'm cleaning up the past, which is step nine, I'm going to use this step, new step, step 10, to clean up new mistakes. So if there's ever anyone in the rooms that says to you, you can't move to step 10 until you finish step nine, take them to this page because it, it completely contradicts that. It says, we have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. So I can't grow in understanding and effectiveness if I'm blocked off in the moment. When I'm angry or afraid, I feel and see nothing. All I can do is focus on that and I cannot see the solution. So this is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. So they're going to tell me I'm going to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. I don't have to even watch for these anymore. I feel them because they're so uncomfortable. So the first part about step 10 is am I resentful, afraid, dishonest, or selfish? And I'm going to share with you how I do that, and then I'll share with you an inventory. So for me, the easiest way to do an inventory in 2020 is by sending a text message to my sponsor or to one of the people I'm working with. And I'll, I'll walk you through how I do that. I sometimes do them on the phone verbally, but I have a very busy life and it's very hard to just stop on the phone and call someone. Sometimes I've been in a meeting and I've had to write them in my journal because I was resentful and there was nowhere for me to go and I didn't want to take out my phone in the middle of a meeting because I think that's rude. And sometimes I do them in person. Um, step 10 can be done three different times. It can either be done after you're upset about something before you're about to go in, into a situation that's challenging or to talk with someone that's a hard person to, to talk with, that's like called a preemptive 10 step. And the hardest 10 step to do, which I've done three times in my life, is in the middle of an argument, you stop and you say, I need to go take a few minutes and then you go do an inventory because you feel the bad behavior. So I'm gonna look at, am I resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? When I do this in a text message, I set, in my text message, I write the number 10, and then I make a dash, and I write the letter R for resentful. So am I resentful? And then I write what I'm resentful at. It's not a story. If your sponsor has to scroll multiple times to read your inventory, you're telling a story. It's a list. So am I resentful at something? Then you write A, am I afraid of something? Then you write D, how am I being dishonest about this resentment or this fear? That's when it's that, the feeling stop and I have to start thinking. Then I've got S, am I being selfish? How am I being selfish? And I'm going to walk you through this with uh, inventory that I just had to do. Then you stop and you pause. You're sharing it with your sponsor in step five via text message, phone, in person, letter, whatever you need to do. I pause and I close my eyes and I breathe. And in my inventory on my, on my cell phone, I, I write... God, so I write like the prayer I'm saying to God. God, please help me let go of this. Please unblock my hallway. Please help me give this to you. I don't want to live like this. That's six and seven. And then I write breathe because I, I need to stop and breathe. And I write the word amends because eight and nine is about change. If I do step 10 the way the book tells me to do it, which is when they crop up, I do not always owe amends to people. And so very rarely do I owe an amends. I would say maybe once every two weeks I owe an actual real amends because usually I do my inventory before I blow up. But sometimes I have to go back and make amends. But for me, amends is about change. So I write, um, one of my sponsors taught me this awesome um, tool. It's called Beep, B-E-A-P. It's not spelled correctly, but that's how I think of it, Beep. And it's these are the four things I can change. My breathing, which is B, my expectations, which is E, my attitude, which is A, and my perspective, which is P. So I write those four out in letters, and I write how I'm going to change them. So at first I write breathing, 
I take a breath and then I write E and I'm going to write, what can I change about my expectations? It's not always going to be like a rainbow and unicorn expectation change. Sometimes my expectations just need to be real. Like this is happening because this has always happened and I need to keep expecting that. A is my attitude. How can I change my attitude about this situation? And then P for me is the most important is how can I change my perspective? How can I zoom out from my life focus and make it not about me? The last and most important part about this inventory is others. So I write the word others in my text message and I write what action I'm going to take to think of someone else or to be of service to someone else. So I'm going to share with you an inventory and then I will let you go. So um, I'm in the middle, we're all in the middle of COVID, Corona, um, and it's really stressful. And obviously, um, my husband and I live in two different states, and it's caused a lot of extra stress with all of this. So I just got in an argument with him on the phone, and um, luckily I did not behave poorly, so I do not own an amends, but I was blocked off after, and so I did an inventory immediately. So I'll share with you how I did that. So I texted my sponsor, I wrote 10-R, and then I wrote next to R, which is resentful, I wrote um, conversation I just had with my husband and how it went. And then I wrote comma A. So I do not have to give a huge background because hopefully I'm messaging with my sponsor every single day and I don't have to give her a full story. A, how am I afraid? I'm afraid that we're going to always have these arguments about the same thing and I don't know when we're going to see each other, comma D, how am I being dishonest? Whenever I use the word always or never in an inventory or about something I'm talking about, that's dishonest because always and never is a very long time. It's also dishonest because I'm expecting someone who is not capable of having this conversation without getting defensive and argumentative to not do that. And whenever that happens and I get upset, that's dishonest on my part. The last part of the first part of the inventory is S, selfish. How am I being selfish? It's selfish that the only time I talk to my husband, we get in an argument and I brought something up that I probably shouldn't have. It's also selfish because I forget that I have God and that God's got my back no matter how yucky this feels. I take a deep breath and I, I write in my inventory, in my text message, God, please take this. I want to be free. I don't want to live like this. I want to not argue. I want to move forward. That's the six and seven. Then I write, amends what can I change because I was not mean to him and I didn't say anything that I regret I don't want him an amends but I did end up texting him later and telling him that the reason why I had to get off the phone was because I did not want to argue in front of my children and that I needed to go um so what can I change I wrote breathing so I'm going to breathe and then e how can I change my expectations of this particular situation I can expect since COVID is not going away and we're going to be in this situation for a year plus that we're going to keep having very similar arguments because we can't see each other on a consistent basis or at all. And it's really, really frustrating. A, how can I change my attitude about that fact? And I wrote at that time because I wasn't feeling super connected. I just wrote my attitude change is that I know that I have tools and that I've got God and that I've got support and I'm going to walk through whatever I have to walk through. And P, my perspective is that none of us are in the ER. None of us are on ventilators. None of us are in the ICU and that I am okay on my own. And I've proven that over and over and over and I've got everything I need. And the last part of the inventory that I wrote is the word others. And I wrote kids and get ready for big book.
which is what I'm about to do. So I just shared with you how to do step 10. Um, I go into it way deeper with the promises and the warnings in my um, episode on step 10, but that is how you do a 10 step. And I hope that you can start using it because it literally changed my life. Have a great day.